Hello, Reno, and welcome to the Spoken Views Radio Hour. I'm your host, M.C. Griffin, of the Spoken Views Poetry Collective. In our late-month show, we like to feature live segments from our open mic events, which have been really fantastic recently. And to get us going with that here tonight, I'm going to let my fellow collective member, Jesse, who was host at our show, give out the numbers and introduce the show. So here is the Spoken Views Poetry Collective live at the Holland Project. Here's our host, Jesse. And we're good. Welcome to the Holland Project. For those of you joining me at home, my name is Jesse James Ziegler. This is the Holland Project. This is Spoken Views Collective Open Mic. This is June 30th, 2021 in the evening. There's a lot that's gone on since our last open mic. We celebrated Juneteenth at uh, Dick Taylor Park. We had the fifth anniversary of the Orlando Pulse nightclub shooting. Uh, We are in the midst of basketball playoffs, and it is, of course, Pride Month. So I've got two pieces to share from the host's perspective. One is pertaining to black excellence, not because I know what it's like to be black or what that struggle is, because I think more middle-aged white males with shaved heads and tattooed bodies should be speaking on behalf of black excellence. So I've got a poem that fits my costume of Allen Iverson, which is simply called The Answer, because that was his nickname. If you ask the right questions, you will find the answer. And it may be to love anyway in a world cursed with cancer. So I've brought some suggestions for wisdom to hander, peeling back layers until I find the dancer. If you want to be an OG, you got to have 4G. But not just the level of coverage, thus plus a level of understanding. On par with an honorary handing, or an honorable handling. A superstar Hall of Fame inductee proudly standing, nervous and a bit rambling, not demanding but giving out an outstanding amount of gratitude as an overall attitude. First of four G's has come to a landing. Much more than branding, true gratitude sees the pleas of others in themselves. None of us is where we are without sacrifices and help from others. None of us is alive without others. We remember that as gratitude. I'm thankful for AI, but there's nothing artificial about his intelligence. His poetry and motion eloquence is devilish and angelish, whether dunking on someone twice his size or shooting from his number line a deep-range swish. He did it with grace, by grace, in a graceful way. Number two G, halfway on our way. Not just the faith he displayed, but the way he made and played the game, leaving us breathless and the league different since he came. We remember that as grace. This world takes grit to get by in it, not just the kind with cheese in a skillet, but an irritant tough enough to clean the whole pan after. Enough to take a team from behind and will it to the promised land. To drill it and drill it and drill it and kill it in a way that only killers understand. 
tough enough to be neglected, tarnished, disrespected, targeted, sarcastically directed, and swept under the red carpet and keep crawling out from under the burdens held within, limitations of form, grit to keep moving, to keep going, to keep sharing, and to keep producing in a world wanting to stand by while entire nations sink and teams restructure. Grit can take a punch and give a kiss. Take your lunch and make you miss. Grit won't go down, won't go out like that and persist through thorns and thistles. Third of four G's playing through the whistle. We remember that as grit. The fourth G is even more elusive. Often too impatient for a wait list and inattentive to a rated playlist, it isn't going to wait for the game to come to it. It's going to go out and take it. Greatness wants to be the greatest wants to be better than the best, wants to be excellent, wants to excel, wants to be in the conversation. Greatness represents the city, the state, and the nation. The world at large, not merely an individual situation, but in every individual situation and circumstance is there until the work is done and the first one in as the work begins. Greatness leans in to conflict, stands up, to the odds and always holds hope for the win. We remember that as greatness. Rarely in life have I seen so singularly personified an example of 4G heart and soul of that of Alan I. So much so I wish he were a pal of mine, but that star I must gaze upon from afar without our orbits being able to align. Do you show an attitude of gratitude? Do you make space for grace? Do you hold the it factor rooted in grit? Do you imbue the world with greatness? If you ask the right questions, saying yes to the potential in life, you will find your way into becoming the answer. Until the questions become unnecessary and all bearing witness can see love written across your chest, the answer we're meant to be. Thank you. That was Spoken Views Poetry Collective member Jesse Ziegler with his original spoken word poem. Keeping with our live segments, we're going to play one of our regulars. I'll let Jesse introduce her. This is Noelle Little. Please keep it going until she's up on the mic. incredibly tall. <laughs> oh, I'm messing it up so bad. It would be lovely. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Hello, my name is Noelle. Um, as you can see, I'm professionally awkward. <laughs> uh, this, is my, this is my first time back in here since COVID started. Uh, <laughs> as, uh, I am so excited to be here. I don't even know where my brain's going. Uh, this is the first thing I've written since COVID. Uh, I am a, or a diagnosed hypochondriac, so I could not pull inspiration from something that I didn't want to think about. So it's been a long time coming of me able to like put words that I cared about onto paper. Um, this is a new one. It's like brand, brand new. I finished it maybe two days ago. It's called Star. <laughs> uh, it is called Star Matter. Do you ever just feel celestial? 
Like there's star stuff glittering from your skin. Like you're holding a galaxy in your mouth, whispering the planets into orbit. On the days where I feel like this, anything is possible. And I mean anything. Like cleaning the kitchen, or going out for coffee, or smiling. I wish every day felt like stardust. Like speckles of Neptune clung to my hair and made it shine blue in the sun. Radiant, dazzling, extraterrestrial. Some days are black holes. Just a cold, dark nothing. When you tell me I've been distant lately, you're right. But not distant like lost in my head, distant like lost in space, floating through the desolate lacuna, the starless outer void. The only light I feel is the flash of dying stars. These are the days where my anxiety and my depression are on a cosmic collision course. There are like two galaxies on a cosmic collision course. Unavoidable, apocalyptic, destined to eat each other alive, and I, I am an unfortunate planet in the path of destruction, watching helplessly as I am eviscerated. Sometimes I feel like if I put everything into interstellar proportions, it makes it easier to swallow the fact that maybe none of this matters. Maybe I don't matter. Maybe it doesn't matter when I lay in bed for an entire day because I am too pressed to even lift my head off the pillow. Maybe it doesn't matter that most days the only way I can touch the stars is to get so high I forget where I even am. But then I look at you through hazy eyes and you are glittering, multicolored, kaleidoscopic like a nebula. And suddenly everything matters all at once. It matters if the sun rises tomorrow. It matters if I am there to see it. It matters if the world keeps spinning on her axis. It matters that somehow, some way, the stars aligned in such a way that even if none of us exist on purpose, even if we are all just coincidental collections of stardust, I got to be here at the same time as you. Thank you. That was Noel Little, local poet, live at the Holland Project, and you are listening to the Spoken Views Radio Hour on KWNK. Up next, we've got live recording by one of our latest collective members, brand new voice. Next up on the microphone, Jazz. Thank you, Holland Project. Thank you, Spoken Views Collective. I'm Jazz Margarita. Um, So the themes that I'm playing with today in these pieces are love, loss, and grief. Um, We lost a community giant in this month. It's, again, Pride Month. It's Immigrant Heritage Month. And um, we lost Marco Castro Bujorquez. He is a documentary filmmaker. He's a human rights activist, and I'm speaking as if he's still here, because he, he is, he's here with me. <laughs> um, and uh, we just decriminalized HIV in Nevada, and he was part of that work. Yeah, so um, I'm gonna start with that piece. If that's all good with y'all. Uh, I lost it though, <laughs> one second, okay. <clears throat> what if endings were just new beginnings. What if angels had a clock? One day your time's up. Did you do all that's on your dock? Because in life, I think you'll find many times over the real birth of yourself, 
the revival of your power, the resurfacing of your grace, the rise of your compassion, seeing beyond pain, still choosing joy, still choosing gratitude, and still moving forward. Even if some days are two steps back, even though you took four the day before. Y lo siento hasta mis huesos. Las heridas a veces se sienten como si no fuera final. Pero en el jardín celestial te encontraré, amigo. Crecemos alrededor del dolor. Y así es que aletea colibri, aletea. We grow around our grief. And although this hole in my chest feels familiar, I will make a nest out of it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. These are really short pieces, but um, I, I also wrote them a couple of days ago. <laughs> um, <clears throat> untitled. Um, <clears throat> super healing for me, taking up all the space in my bed, not worried about who's left me on red. Choosing me will never be an unrequited love. Not a love that isn't enough, because it's easier to think I meant nothing at all rather than not meaning enough to you. And there is no such thing as a bad streak of luck. Wrong time, wrong person, just wrong person. And what's for me is for me. What's not for me is not, no, no matter how bad I want. Grounded, rooted in the now, flying up above, up above ground, closed chapters, finished sentences, no use rereading the pages. The book continues, and this ends now. Thank you. That was Jazz Margarita. And next up on our highlight reel, featuring segments from our most recent open mic of the Spoken Views Poetry Collective, we're going to play collective member Samora Horsley. Here she is. Next up on the microphone Samora. Um, I got published. Um, the two poems I'm going to read, I was on this little vibe about Nevada. And so both of these poems are about, ne are about Nevada. And um, yeah, so let me see if I can find it. And so this first poem um, is about where I grew up. Um, it's like past Spanish Springs, Palomino Valley, um, going towards Pyramid Lake. I don't know if anyone knows that, but this is about that area. Palomino Valley, Nevada, land of the Numu people. They ask me about my hometown, but I tell them about my town's land, how it calls you, how it always had me stepping on toes, the blues all the way to the horses, how I kept on stepping just to see where the sun lays its head at night. And when I couldn't, my heart did, even when there were borders and even the mountains have owners and they ask me how I like my new city and I tell them, that he used to call us open range, that I always trip at the cattle guard at the end of the road when I said I was going to town, I tell them that I went anyway. That the jackrabbits didn't miss me, 
The childhood memory of finding sanctuary and sagebrush, cures and sand did not stop me. I know I've taken it all for granted. The way the dirt falls after a twister of dust storm, being able to see every single star, how no one comes unless they're called. They ask me if I will return home, and I tell them that this place is not my home, that my ancestors wouldn't claim it, that I am just a displaced inhabitant in a land already home to others, reimagining history isn't hard here. The dirt does not forget, holds the trauma of the truth just as clear as the air. I tell them the car ride out was not measured in time, but by the shifting colors of the mountains. also about Nevada. I wanted to do a poem where I did a little bit of like a research. I learned in school that free is a word people throw around to describe a territory, but not to describe the people that live there. That Nevada can be substituted for Mississippi to get the iconic phrase, Nevada, Mississippi of the West, printed in textbooks, only distributed to privileged schools, only used by some teachers, and I learned that knowledge is a type of power not meant to be distributed to everyone. That school is a word people throw around to describe a building with children in it, but not actual enlightenment. That a Nevada boarding school can also be called a genocide. I learned that Western culture is quick to erase narratives, to erase people, to erase culture, to erase funding, but always find the time for forced indoctrination. I learned Nevada, Mississippi of the West, Minden, remained a sundown town until the 70s. But the bell still rings today. Nevada, Mississippi of the West. In 1924, the KKK marched Fremont Street in Las Vegas. In 2011, the KKK is still reported active. Nevada, Mississippi of the West. Black performers were not allowed to stay in the Vegas hotels they performed in. And poverty among people of color was calculated and created in the city, Nevada, Mississippi of the West. In 2016, a driver hits an indigenous protester. In 2020, Makala Lee is murdered by police. Note how the government will replace voices with silence. How willing they are to turn the land into nuclear waste. Learn how quickly they will declare war on its people. Notice how easy we will put its people into internment. Notice the government will say alien in place of migrant. Notice they will say property in place of human. Notice how similar Mississippi and Nevada sound. All right, Samora's humble, I'm not, so I'm gonna brag on her behalf. The chat book that she read from, there was an undergraduate contest put out to University of Nevada, Reno. Samora entered it and won the damn thing. And that's why Black Rock Press published her premier chat book. What's the title of your chat book again, Samora? Praise to a Body. So let's give that effort another round of applause. Next up on the microphone, Sylvia. How y'all doing? All these beautiful faces in front of me? 
and this whole live stream? Hey, what's up? What's good? So, you all having a good night? Awesome! I love it! So, I got like, it's been a minute since I've been up here. So, I got like two poems that I want to share with y'all. Y'all ready? Hey! So, I got one for Pride Month. So, I wrote this poem when I was questioning, and I was questioning for a minute, but this poem is very short. So, I hope y'all like it. But before that, can I get a, can I get a couple snaps? Yeah. Yes, I, I want some really good energy in this room. This could be like a conversation Woo. between us. Yes. And can I get a, mmm. Oh, I love it. Don't be shy. It's you and me. Can I get a, mmm. Beautiful. I love that. If anything moves you, shout it out at me. You're like, yes, I love that. That's me right there. Have a conversation with me. I'm on stage. Like, it's just, a, it's just us two. Okay, so this is called Her Laugh. So I hope y'all like it. <sighs> she has a laugh like an explosion. A flash of light re resonates between her lips, magic escape escaping between the brilliance of her 32, a place I can't imagine wanting to leave. Heat rises in your cheeks. Warmth taking over the cool mastery of your sky, giving new meaning to dusk. An enigma. I wonder how all that life is able to stay dormant. How she's able to fill her lungs and release a symphony on will. Such music can only be given by the most heavenly of powers. This is why I kneel and give thanks to your creators. Because your genetic makeup is the most beautiful shade you wear. I was told to never let my eyes be clouded. I will never know when my vision first got foggy, but I hope to be baptized in her, in her clear pools, be initiated into the church of her trust, and worship at the house of her divinity, and never stray from her majesty and her laugh. Thank you. Okay, I got one more. If I can find it. Okay, I found it. So this one is called 2020 Burnout. So I guess this one's more serious. So this one took place, I wrote this poem um, like the summer of 2020 when with all the protests and the, the killing of um, so many um, precious individuals. And everybody was like, oh, you just, like, this is the perfect moment to write. You just got to write. I was like, how am I supposed to do that? <laughs> like, there's, there's too much going on. How am I supposed to write? And so this, I wrote this later on, but um, it still kind of has, like, a special place in my heart. So I hope y'all like it. After a summer of injustice, I was told the most important thing I can do is write. In times like these, I do not feel like writing. It is easier for me to be enveloped by sadness and fear. I stare at my phone and journal for hours, lines drifting in and out of my head, but I let myself be silent, unmoving. My usual use of metaphor and hyperbole don't sit well. I feel my insides hardening, 
dehydrated from the rivers that are my eyes, spilling over my cheeks, and there I go again, hiding. I just want to be able to reach inside my brain and pull out unfiltered truth, but sometimes I find it more difficult to be literal. There's too much honesty and pain, in mourning, in coping. Therefore, I do not want to be a darkened sky. I do not want to be a misquoted saying or just a hashtag. I want to feel at home in this body. I want to feel at home in this world. To exist in this expression can feel more fragmented. To exist in my skin, sadly, is not a complete sentence. It is not a luxury I fully have. Yet, my soul screams for more, for change, for strength, for something to soothe the pain, but my body can only translate it through my eyes, and I'm tired of staining t-shirts and streets. Sometimes the safest place seems to be in my dreams. There, I am full and vibrant, safe in this body, safe from running and fighting. I am still, but I am still alive. In here, I am no longer shrouding my prayers in fear. In here, God and I have conversations. He tells me about love, reminds me of its importance. Here, I can breathe and not worry about taking up space. I can breathe and not worry about taking up space. Thank you. That was Spoken Views Poetry Collective member Sylvia with original poems live at our most recent open mic. We're going to close out tonight's show with another one of our regular performers and collective member, Rita Spansale. Here she is. So uh, I'm going to start with something that's pretty heavy, uh, and then I'm going to end with something that hopefully feels a little bit lighter. Um, I've been playing around with that a lot lately, like being like, oh, man, mm. and then being like, ooh, man, ooh, ah, mm, you know, like, been going back and forth a lot, so I'm just going to try to give that a uh, little bit of that for you today. So this, um, this first one, uh, content warning, has murder, death, grief, and blood. So if that's not for you, that's cool. Um, this is called We Are Heavy. The world is heavy with no mores. The world is witnessing ethnic cleansing and genocide in multiple places at once. The world wars and their aftermath still are already happening. We are so enraged by billionaire and millionaire greed and corruption. They murder with their martini glass smiles poured out over the parched earth. The blood of white supremacy's crimes against humanity stains my hands red no matter how much I wash them. The spirits of my literal forefathers effectively erased their wives' memory. I stay still to hear them, and their breath comes ragged, pleading, stop them, daughter. Face masks are coming off in my country. There's a vaccine excess here, but India's healthcare system is in free fall still. Um, Myanmar and Palestine are running red in their streets. Lebanon is a failed state. Um, Tomas Stelenslav was killed, just like George Floyd in Czechoslovakia. Remember the Romani people. 
The US government is the world's most polluting entity. Elon Musk and Joey B are trying to push a lithium mine into Holy Paiute and Western Shoshone lands about three hours from here. Uh, look up Thacker Pass, please. They say it's a green future. From seated comfort and balance, I rage, I grieve, I gnash my teeth. I throw up bones and hawthorn flowers and plant seeds, water those seeds with my tears and my blood. Jupiter the king returns to power, but I want the king, princes, and all their heirs dead. I want their blood for new plantings. Feeling like a gnashing thunderquake, I burn cedar and say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for the darkness to see by. May our hearts and hands weave a tapestry of justice and right action interdependence for a living, alive, thriving future. Thanks. I, okay, this is the last one. Thanks so much. You've been such a fantastic audience. Um, so this one is called Empathy. She's standing in a crowd, feeling everywhere, like how your eyes can survey a room, but with energy, webs woven from eye contact, gesture, tone, a tilt of an eyebrow, a nervous gulping of the throat. You've been there. I'm told it's not polite to stare. I'm sorry I said stare. I meant feel. Feel, I feel the shriveled pining of the real living heart's existence that's in the corner of every bar, the back of each classroom, on this stage, in those chairs. Now, my empathy, she's big. Big enough to be pulled, to have a tide, hardy enough for times like these. They say there'll be times like these, oh Lord. Best and worst, duality breaking. And when I say she's big enough, I mean she is true. True like your mother felt when she first felt held you, before she knew you. True, like you know how the first person you ever kissed felt right before they kissed you because you wanted to and they wanted to and they wanted you and you could feel that phosphorescing off their being, solar flares, inches before they meshed into you. True, like you and I don't make enough eye contact with people with signs on the street, because you know you've been there, desperate and feeling alone, and to make eye contact would mean it's not safe, you're not safe from reliving the pain you hold in your dear, dear body, your dear, dear heart, like a whipped dog flinching before the shadow falls. True. Like, this is it, folks. This is the time when we should, could, will look at each other and see the never-ending Mobius strip of our human life, earthly connection smiling back at us, seven billion bulbs, one chandelier in this, our ballroom. Enlightenment shines back at you from the eyes of others. This I've seen. Forgive me, I've been saying look when I mean feel, I mean really feel each other, each other. For the co-substantiating sunrise we all are and we all promised each other we'd be one day. Darlings, that day is today. I'm not afraid. 
you're not afraid? Because we've been feeling ourselves rise over these jagged years, peaches and honey, words and verse, alpha and omega, care to reclaim their home in all of it, together, glistening, taught, dewfall, lovers, for that is what we are. I feel you aching, ache together, gulls skimming the waves, wishing to swim. Feel the depths of our infinite refractions, reflections, and be still. I feel you, us. I am with you, us. You are so not alone. Thank you. This has been the Spoken Views Radio Hour, featuring all live poets local to your area here in Reno, Nevada on KWNK 97.7. If you'd like to find spoken word poetry events in your town, you can check out the Holland Project for the Spoken Views Open Mic, or you can join our digital workshop by finding Biggest Little Collective Breath on Facebook or Instagram. Biggest Little Collective Breath.